there used to be a podcast. I wish I remember what it was called. And I think it was about tech mostly. Because I remember one of the episodes, they were at like one of Apple's launch events for an iPod or something. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing was they always talked about how they were broadcasting out of their studio in Canada somewhere. And they mm -hmm. had an address and their studio was on the top of this building. Mm -hmm. And that's where they recorded their episodes and broadcasted. They had all this stuff. They'd show up on site places and do things, right? And then in like their last or second to last episode, I think it was their, la it was their last one, which I think was the one. It was either the one where they went to the Apple press event or right after it. Where they admitted, because someone, like, I guess realized they weren't there. They did an entire live broadcast from this event that they weren't at. Yeah. And it's when they finally admitted that their entire show, even though nothing in it was fictional, it was really, li or like, fictional in the sense of, like, they talked about real news stories. They talked about real tech developments. They talked about real stuff, right? <clears throat> but they had no studio. Their names were not the names they used as hosts. There was no radio station. Their address in Canada was fake. They weren't at any of the on-site things they ever said they were at. It was all, they, as they put it, it was theater of the mind. But, like, without, like, the invented universe to go with it. It was like a normal radio show, except that the radio show part was made up. But the stuff they were discussing was still totally real and normal stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like that's like what I mentioned, like with the the sort of the kayfabe that you have with like WWE, where it's like all these people are like that, and that's more of a theatrical version of it, right? Where it's yeah. like this is all real. We're pretending it's all real. With wrestling, you have that more, you know, this is clearly fake. But then you have like something where like that, where it's like, because didn't the car talk guys? They always said that they were they were recording from some place where they actually weren't. Yeah, I don't think their studio was actually where they said it was, yeah. Yeah, so it was like that, where it's like kind of innocuous, but like it's somewhat of a created universe set within our own. It's a weird concept, man. I don't know. For March 30th, 2021, this is All Downhill. This episode, Overcoming or Accepting. Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. I'd vote for Vince McMahon as President of the United States. Okay. I just, I just want to throw that out there. I don't think anyone who this would affect is <laughs> listening. But if for some reason someone, like Vince McMahon, happens to hear it, right, mm -hmm. Vince McMahon should run for president. Vince McMahon would be the perfect president. He should not run in a political party. Could the you man... imagine him getting, like, you know, because we've already seen his O face for when he gets a blowjob under the desk by an intern. <laughs> it's just that, where he's like, oh, from the meme. Vince Mc... First of all, we'd have, we'd, have a brilliant fir... we'd have a brilliant first lady. Vince McMahon and his wife together, let's be honest, it took both of them to build their empire. It's not just him, and he admits it. She's a big part of WWE. I don't know that I've seen... I've seen her, but I don't know that I can recall. She is a big part of the business end of things, right? But he built an enormous, wildly successful business... Um, let's be honest, a multimedia empire. They do TV. They sort of do sports, I guess, depending on how you look at it. You might also decide to call it a circus. Whatever, because oh, yeah. it's acrobatics and Dude, stuff. she has big first lady energy. Right? And he, you know, he's made all this money. He works with actors. 
Donald Trump fought in the WWE. Like he has, there's already been a president who was a WWE wrestler, right? Dude, he. He's, I'm looking at some of these pictures, and he looks like a more jacked Reagan, right? Like McMahon has the energy and the pump. He knows how to get people into things, but also anything. Like I think he would legitimately run a country well because he can run a business of such an unusual type so well, right? But even if we set that aside, mm-hmm. think about this. Vince McMahon runs as president with no party. Yeah. Okay? He wins as an independent and becomes president yeah, of the United States. I'm with you. For all future Congress and Senate meetings, he picks at all times the two parties. They're not parties anymore. It's not the Republicans and Democrats under his presidency. They're cabals. He picks members of both to be the heels and the heroes for that week. <laughs> he treats everything they do like, like wrestling matches, <clears throat> which means inevitably at least one or two of the debates, you're going to see the moment where the Speaker of the House gets the chair. <laughs> you're just going to see like, like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Nancy Pelosi talking at the podium. And then you're going to see like, Thomas Massey show up behind her, silhouetted and like in a leotard, and then just chair. Like yeah. she has no clue Boom. that it's coming. Um, or who was it? The the was it a senator or a congressman? The one who kept vaping while he was while he was working. <laughs> I don't remember which one. Just kick off a table. Somebody tells him he can't do that, and he responds by just picking up a ladder out of nowhere, full on tables, ladders, and chair match. The cage comes down. Yeah. Like, it would be an event. Politics would be, politics has already been turned into an idiotic spectator sport ever since we decided to start televising presidential debates. Why not let that get taken the final step? It, we've already had, I guess, test grounds for it. Like, I mean, the the whole Trump administration was essentially he made that, a but big without show of it. Yeah, and realistically, so did Clinton. Clinton made being a president celebrity material even more than reagan who was sort of a celebrity before being president yeah clinton made it the party animal thing to be was president trump turned it into basically a meme and again was a wwe wrestler yes so we the, like precedent is there vince mcmahon is an american citizen born here he can become the president it's not like do, do we have his who can't become one do, McMahon do we can be the president do we have the birth certificate I don't know if he has a birth certificate. I guess realistically, I don't imagine he was born here. I think he just kind of grew. Like, <laughs> he just was. Because like, he's so... Look, he's a man who's made a media empire, right? An entertainment empire based on violence. It perceived violence, really. And made an absurd amount of money off it. Can you imagine anything more American? You know... That man... <laughs> that man wasn't born. You the know what? The seeds no. of liberty... Watered by the blood of patriots, grew Vince McMahon. I think, here's my alternate theory on Vince McMahon. Have you, like, because you've seen him, right? Like, obviously, I and I just looked at pictures of him again, and I'm like, you always see his face, right? Yeah. But when you actually looked at him, he is built, right? Oh, yeah. Like, he is thick, but his head is relatively small compared to the rest of his body. Yes. And he always wears big, oversized suits. Yeah. So, do you remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Which version, but yes. Well, like the 90s cartoon. Okay. But okay. with, uh, like, um, what is it, Kang? Not the movie with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> uh, maybe. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do you remember Kang? Yeah. Yeah, where it's like the little sort of alien dude who operates like like the thing. 
Do you think that there's like a Kang that just operates like, like Vince McMahon? Vince actually, McMahon. That's the real size of his head, but there's actually an equally small body inside a Vince McMahon suit. Yes. <laughs> no, but but I like the idea. Um, or like he's or like there's a Kawatu underneath him from like Total Recall. <laughs> okay, I can get behind that. Or he's just like that's where he wear, why why he wears the oversized suits so he hides like this little thing where it just pops out and it's like. <laughs> yeah um he also probably has a third titty perfect well hmm. um hang on a minute no because as jacked as he is you'd see that no yeah you would see that yeah uh, then, then, unless it's a suit and maybe that's the reason he's wearing this big man suit is to hide that underneath he's a small man with three titties that's a potential um, uh it's an equally valid theory frankly to my kang theory <laughs> But yeah, I think, I just think that would be, I think he'd have a reasonable chance of winning. I think people would vote for him unsure of why they were doing it. I think at this point. I'd be afraid not to. I'd be afraid he'd hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think at this point it would go one of two ways, right? It would be, ah, here's this guy who clearly like, like no one really dislikes him. And he has at least a big enough name recognition with a young enough audience and an old enough audience that he would get votes, right? You got the Xers, you got a lot of Xers and a lot of Millennials that know Vince McMahon. And yeah. some Boomers, even. Yeah. And, like, the Gen Zers will vote for him because he's a meme now. But you would, you, the only thing that could stop it is if someone was like, oh, look, he's, like, you you, you basically, like, uh, pinned the whole, like, he's basically Trump again. But I think that people are coming out of that whole, like, Trump derangement syndrome enough. But they do need a, someone to hate. Uh, so if Vince McMahon fills those shoes, then he's not never going to get voted in no matter what. But if he, if someone else could take that mantle of villain from Trump, if Trump just keeps it, Vince McMahon could 100% win. Okay. So, so really what you're saying is for him to be president, he needs Trump to run against him in 2024. Yes. So okay. Trump, Trump runs, Biden runs, and Vince McMahon runs as Trump, the independent. Trump runs, Kamala runs, and Vince McMahon runs. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, Biden will still be around. It just will be the husk of his body that is being controlled. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that may, may be so, but I think if it would, it's not I already. Think it would have to be a Kamala ticket because that would also complete the sort of wrestling matchup look. I mean, imagine Kamala Harris, right? This should, it's going to be unpleasant, but, but mm -hmm. easy. Imagine her in a, like a leather leotard. Yeah. I mean, as politicians go, like, I would rather see her in a leotard than a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, not denying that, but I still wouldn't really want to see her in a leather leotard. Yeah, the, fair. You fair. know, she's, um, I was about to say she's an older woman. Then I realized I'm not actually sure how old she is. And so realistically are probably a lot of the women in the WWE, but I don't think... I mean, she's old That's enough the to be thing president. About the WWE. There's, you can put an extremely scantily clad woman on stage in WWE as a wrestler, right? Yeah. And at no point is it really ever sexualized because you're just sitting there going, oh my gosh, her muscles are bigger than my head. Yeah. Unless... The only way it gets sexualized is when you have that moment where you're like, she could crush my head like a watermelon between her thighs. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are times when it does. And like, you get like the weird, like, wrestling leagues because I, I follow a couple of people on twitter who like occasionally will like retweet like the japanese female wwe sometimes or like other other like uh, their version the of stranger it. leagues the yeah. stranger leagues and like those are clearly like this is for 
this is for the people who want WWE but also really want to be horny about it. Like, well, like it, uncomfortably horny there's about also, it. There's also, I mean, there's lingerie wrestling. There's um, Ultimate Submission, I think. Yeah, it's, that sounds the one familiar. Where, the one where they have two women wrestle, and when they're done, the winner gets a strap on and bangs the loser. Yeah. And then there's... Um, not recommending our viewers go out and find either of these things. But then there's, uh, obviously, then there's midget wrestling, which is clearly overtly... I'm kidding, it's not. It's great, though. You ever I wa- think... You ever watched midget wrestling? Yes. It's great. Um, there was one time in college where, fun story, so my buddy, uh, who was in a house with a bunch of people, they were having a huge party, and they hired midget mud wrestler strippers. Wow. Yes, so there was midget mud wrestling, then stripping, and it was wild. That that sounds see, it's a weird thing, right? Because depending on how exactly it plays out, that could be either hilarious or like just the most depressing thing. I I kind of felt bad and I'm like, you know what? I just kind of I just kind of pieced after a while cuz I'm like I was on the end where it was like, man, this is kind of depressing. Right, cuz like if you go to like a bar and see midget wrestling, right? It's usually like sort of this weird kind of at least when I've seen it. This weird kind of joyous like these are people who I guess in a sense you could say this is exploitive, but these are a, it's usually a group of people that's generally entirely run by midgets. It's like going you to know, the it's like, like going top to, a, to bottom. Like a lot of times like a carnival where it's like you see the portrayal of like a lot of like um there's either kind of two ways to go with the stereotype on it, right? You either have like it's like a exploitative carnival or it's like oh no, we're just this like weird family of freaks who found each other. Right. And, and usually and, and, and when it's a bar, it's the latter. Yeah. It's like the, the midget wrestlers who show up at bars are generally top to bottom. The entire troop from the business end to the wrestlers is run by midgets. It's not like there's usually any normal people that that's wrong, but you know what I mean? Like there's not <laughs> tall people involved. You know what I mean? And so clearly it's a group who has gone, okay, we're going to just own it and, and make the meme. You I know? mean, at the end of the day, though, like, there is some merit in it, because, I mean, when you have some sort of physical deformity like that, I kind of find it at least, not necessarily noble, but kind of like, you know, good for you that you're using that, uh, in a way, like, it, it's sad that, like, you get people who who look at it in a way where it's like, you know, they're looking at you derogatorily. Yes. But you're also rolling with the punches and making money off of them. Well, it's like if you get guys like, uh, I'm going to now forget two people's names and be a dick, all right? Uh, the guy who plays the mutant in the original Hills Have Eyes, he's in a lot of other horror movies, oh, too. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm going to find and, him while you're talking um, about the it. The dude who plays the tall guy in It Follows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where the two of them are very typecast based on how they look. But clearly quite intentionally owned that and, you know, went out and were like, okay, I look like this. I have three options. I can be very upset about it. I can go out and live a quote unquote normal life, get a regular job, whatever, because this doesn't prevent me from doing that. Yeah. It might make it difficult depending on how people perceive me, but it's not anything that physically stops me from doing it. Or I can just take advantage of me having these quirks and... Yeah. exploit them like not let someone else exploit me but me exploit my own quirks it, in a sense it's like an extreme version of the fact that like okay if you're six foot six and weigh 400 pounds and can manage to keep it all muscle 
you should consider a career as a quarterback. Yeah. You know? Or if you are also that and fast, you can be Usain Bolt or play for any NBA team that you want. Right, yeah. It's like... Uh, Michael Berryman is the, the guy the, from... From the Hills Have Eyes? Hills okay, Have Eyes, okay. yeah. Michael Berryman, and then who's the one in the... Uh, I was looking for that one. It took me a bit, all, yeah. He's, uh, like, tall and lanky's his thing. Actually, the guy who plays, uh... I want to say Stellan Skarsgård, but that's wrong, isn't it? Is it the guy in the new version of It? Oh, um, it's a Skarsgård. Uh, it's Peter, That's maybe? it, yeah, yeah. He also actually has kind of... I guess he's not... He's just weirdly proportioned. He's very, like, lanky and stringy and... I would like to see him play a, a puppet. Uh, Keir Gil Gilchrist, I think, is the guy in It Follows. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. Uh, Skarsgård. I think Peter Skarsgård is the one who's uh, who's in it. Um, the new it, it. it. Yeah, and he like he it, him. It's like everything about his. Like, he's just got that very lanky. Like he looks like he's a puppet. Like if you put strings on him, the yeah. way he moves, and clearly some of that is. He's trained himself to move. Well, that I think way, part of but... it too is why, like, uh, uh, Cillian Murphy got a lot of like acting stuff because he looks unique, right? He does, uh, and and for that matter too, like you have a lot of like. So in Hollywood, you've got a lot of people who are very like unique looking, and they are hired because of like their height or their the way they look. Like you know, you've got a uh, Berryman and stuff like that. But then you also have people who are maybe a little bit more mainstream too, like fucking. I'm gonna kill myself for not remembering uh, Mr. Pink. Oh, um, uh, I would have remembered fart. if you hadn't said it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. I can't believe um, that I forgot Steve Buscemi's name. Yeah, he's weird looking. He's not a Hollywood like hunk, but you get like a lot of the Hollywood hunks who all look samey, right? Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Well, oh, Willem Dafoe too. Yeah. He, he's weird looking. Um, I mean, it's in the same vein. I feel though as. Willem Dafoe and Steve Buscemi are in the same vein of, like, exploiting your physical deformities as midget wrestling. I like that That You thought. know, it's funny. So, here, this is an interesting thing to think about then, right? In, in Hollywood, people talk about, in any field, overcoming your difficulties and becoming more than them, right? Yeah. So, like, Michael and Steve, and I'm on a first-name basis with all of them now, and Willem, they didn't really overcome them they friends of the show they owned them yeah and made them their career and it's funny because you normally wouldn't look at like if you put michael berryman uh berryman yeah berryman if you put michael berryman and tom cruise up on a screen right and asked an audience which one of these people overcame you know the answer would be tom cruise everybody would say it's michael berryman it's not Michael Behrman took what he had and used it to great effect. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise overcame because he plays the traditional leading man action role hunk, despite the fact that he is three feet fucking tall. That's the funny thing, too. It's like Stallone. Like, like he's he's basically a midget, too. Yes. Um, a very yeah. a very cut midget. Yeah, well, but... yeah. He at least has that going for him, whereas... Cruz really, I mean, not, Cruz is an all right looking guy, I guess. I mean, to some people, clearly quite hot, but Cruz is sh really short. It's funny because when you think of it, because isn't when you watch like Top Gun and he stars alongside Kilmer, right? Yeah. And Kilmer's not that short. Kilmer, <laughs> like, well, like Kilmer's not that short, but Kilmer is pretty average height. Yes. 
And Cruz is way shorter than Kilmer. Like, yeah, because in Cru- that movie, Cruz is basically a midget. He is he is extremely small. He could have been wrestling in a bar. He could have been, but he overcame, and instead he became a Scientologist. Yes. <laughs> Whereas Michael Berriman said, "You know what? I'm going to use what I I'm going to shake what my mama gave me." You've been listening to All Downhill. For more information and show notes, visit our website, alldownhillshow.com. Follow us on Twitter at All Downhill Show, and rate us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The music in this episode was Days of Wonder and the Rejoicing to Come by Squire Todd.